Hey everyone, it's Sandy Caldwell, and you are listening to episode number 48 of Quilt Cabana Corner. I hope that you will go grab a coffee, a tea, or some kind of something to drink, and come back and join me. I have some fun things to talk about, and an art challenge to present to you for 2019. So, without further ado, let's get to it. I hope that Thanksgiving was a great one for all of my friends who are listening in the United States. We had a pretty good Thanksgiving here. It went by quickly. Lindsay was home from the University of Vermont, and she actually got the entire week off for Thanksgiving, which was really great. It was nice to have her home, though she was working a lot at our local Dunkin' Donuts, and she was making some spending money for Christmas, so that's good. We also had my mom here, and we also had Amanda home, although she was only home for about 48 hours because she had taken a shift at work on the Friday, so she had to go back. But on the Saturday, Greg and I went and did our big annual Christmas shopping date. We had a great time, got a lot done. And now I can just hardly believe that tomorrow is December 1st. I have no idea where all this time is going, but it sure is going very fast. And I'm going to read to you um, in a little bit something that I wrote in 2015 about sort of finding your peace in the holidays. And I went back and reread it yesterday, and it's still so, uh, it's timeless, I guess. It's, it, every word of it still rings true for this year, and I just want to share that with you because I think we, maybe you would benefit from it. And I also just wanted to give a little update on the five-second rule with Mel Robbins that we talked about in the last podcast. I have heard from some of you that you've been employing that five, four, three, two, one, get her done rule, and I think that's fabulous. But I realized that I neglected to tell you when we were talking about not hitting the snooze bar in the morning, why that's so important. And as Mel states in her book, um, Our sleep cycles are generally 90 to 120 minutes long. So if you hit that snooze bar in the morning and you fall back asleep even for 10 minutes, your brain has actually still entered a 90 to 120 minute sleep cycle, which means bad news for your productivity. Because even if you say you set your alarm for 515 and then you hit snooze and you get up at 530, instead of waking up refreshed and focused and totally aware as you would have if you just slept as long as you were supposed to and then got right up. Um, If you don't and you sleep that extra 10 minutes or however long it is, your brain is still in that sleep cycle fog and you're not going to have your max focus and productivity going due to that for the next 90 minutes. So I totally forgot to say that I was speaking quickly in my last podcast and nervous because I was back on the air after so long, but I just wanted to really bring that up because it's important to know why she's talking about that sleep cycle. So um, that's just one thing that I wanted to talk about. And another thing, we're not going to talk about productivity the whole time, I promise, but one more thing I just wanted to say that I'm finding helpful this week when we're starting to feel like, oh my goodness, the holidays are right around the corner. The decorations have to be up, the presents have to be shopped for, and all of that. Um, we get tired. It's just a fact. We cannot get up at 5.15 and go till 10 o'clock at night without some sort of a rest or a respite. So I'm 
I've been listening to the Becky Higgins podcast, which I think I mentioned last time, and she said something in it a couple of podcasts ago that has stuck with me, and I'm finding that if I do this, um, I am more productive, but I am also getting some rest in. And her very sage advice is to follow the energy. Did y'all catch that? Follow the energy. So basically, if you unpack that, what that means is if you have a list with 10 things to do on it, of course, we all know, you know, you need to mark which ones are the most urgent of the day, but follow the energy. If the energy is bringing you to the third thing on the list first, and that's what you feel like doing, go do it. Go do it because you'll be the most energized for it. And, um... Even, even if that is like you're listening to your body and your body is telling you, oh my God, I'm so tired. I really just need like a 10 minute eye close. Follow that energy. That's what you need to do. Go take the 10 minute rest because believe me, you'll feel so much better afterwards. So those, those were my little bits of productivity advice for you today. One is don't hit the snooze button. You will regret it. And the second one is follow the energy. It really does work. I've been trying it out the last couple of weeks and allowing myself the grace to leapfrog something on my list for something else, something that's going to make me um, more peaceful, really. I mean, we all, like I said, we all have things that we have to do and we will get to them. But if you follow the energy, you're going to have a better day. All right, that is that. Let's talk about quilting. So I have not submitted my quilt yet to Sacred Threads. That was the art quilt that I wanted to submit. And the reason why I didn't do it last week was because it requires a 100 word essay. And I just haven't had the time to sit down to write that. It's like an artist statement. So I will do that. I'm excited to do that. I just need to get a little time. I've been finishing up customer quilts on the long arm for people who wanted to gift them. I also have one that's about to go on the long arm that I'm gifting, so I hope to get that done this weekend. And um, I've been working on my workshop calendar for next year, and this is for students who are local to me. And with the help of one of my, well, a couple of my students, I think I'll come up with a pretty good workshop schedule for a three-hour workshop, and then also for our annual, newly annual quilt along. This past year we did a Jacob's Ladder quilt along and that was fun. I'm not sure what the quilt along is going to be this year, but maybe if anyone who is not local to me wants to do it, we could put it online and everybody could join in. I think that that would be a fun thing to do. And also I just wanted to say that um, a really kind of a shout out to Vicki. Hi Vicki, who got back to me about the last podcast in which by the way thank you to everyone who was so kind and encouraging me and glad to hear that it was back I'm glad to be back and I appreciate you and I just want you to know that um so Vicki mentioned that she was interested in some sort of modern art quilting and I had talked about the need for finding time in my schedule to work on the more artsy pieces rather than traditional piecing And I think that that is something that you definitely have to schedule on the calendar or it doesn't get done. It goes to the bottom of the list. Um, So I was thinking that for 2019, wouldn't it be great to have an art challenge? And we could call it something like step into your art in 2019. 
And this would be something where it's a monthly challenge where I can give a prompt and you, we have the whole month to work on it, which will require you to set aside some time. Uh, they won't be large projects, just sort of small projects, or it could be any size you wanted, really, whatever you had time to work on. And I'd be happy to set up a Facebook group for this and we can share pictures and our thoughts on the process and just basically talk about doing art quilts because for some of us it is a big leap it might be something you've never tried it could be something you've always wanted to try and it can be something that you think that you're not good at and the truth is how do we get better at things we have to keep working at them we practice so this would be a great challenge for all of us. Let me know if you're interested and I will put it on the blog and we'll see if we can get a Facebook group going and I will work on choosing the first challenge. And of course, if any of you have ideas for challenges, throw them out there. That would be awesome. In thinking about other ideas for 2019, quilt-wise, I'm still trying to think about where I want my focus to be. And of course that's outside of teaching and long arming, but I am interested, as I said, in the art quilts and in designing more patterns because I think that that's a fun thing to do. But I'm also interested in stepping up my applique game. I really love Karen K. Buckley. I think she's awesome. I think her work is unbelievable. Also, um, oh, Jalili Studios, I can't think of her name. Jill Finley maybe? or I'm getting her confused with Victoria Finley Wolf, but it's uh, Jill Lilly Studios and all of her work, her applique is just so beautiful. So last summer I had purchased Karen's bag where you keep all your supplies because you know I'm a gadget girl and I love new bags and supplies. And I also purchased the Appliquick, applique tools. I had tried several different methods of applique including freezer paper and the paper that you run through the printer and the starch business and all of that and it just was really messy it just felt like it was messy and I love well you know I love fusible but I do want to really kind of step up the game on the regular applique so if you've not seen a video on these applique tools they are unbelievable it's like having a second set of hands to help you bring the applique around the template and I think that I did pretty much figure out that the template paper that you run through the printer was definitely the easiest to use and kind of the thickest and nicest. So my goal for I'll say the spring months is to actually pack that Karen K. Buckley bag up. Now I did not purchase it with all of the little orophil spools in it because it was a couple of hundred dollars but I, it's sort of just like a roll bag that you just tie you put all your supplies in and you sort of just tie it up and it's such a lovely print on it. I really, I, it, I've been looking at it now for months and months thinking, when am I going to do something with this beautiful bag? <laughs> so it just sits in my studio for now, but I walk by and I pat it once in a while like we all do. And I think where I'm caught up with it really is that I chose a pattern from a book and I cut out all the pieces and I've done the step to, you know, bring the applique, the sides of the fabric over the applique and, and have all the pieces ready to go. But in truth, I don't think I like the project that I chose. So now it's a matter of finding a new project, a new design, or designing one myself. I can always do that. And I think once I can kind of nail that down, really think through whether or not I want to finish the that 
project that I started. We'll have to see. And of course, I'm always one who's in the camp of life is too short, don't work on projects that don't excite you. So I think that I will follow my own advice and maybe put that one out to pasture because I just, if there's something about it, it matches the colors in my living room and I was going to make a pillow out of it and maybe I just need to go look at it again. But I'll tell you, there are an awful lot of little circle berries in that pattern and I'm not sure that my skill set is going to do those justice. And I think I'm going to have to just really think hard on it. But there's so many beautiful applique, smaller things I could have chosen. But, you know, I like to dive right in. So anyways, I'm going to be looking at that. I'm also still working on my hooked rugs. They were um, gifts from my kids last year. They're Christmas tree skirts. And I'm still working on those. And I'm also still working on my crochet. If you follow me on social media, you will see that I finished my crochet cowl, and that was the red one. But for the first, like, couple hours after I finished it, I couldn't figure out how to wear it. I've never worn a cowl before, and I don't know, it was sort of big, and I felt like, is this really supposed to be like an infinity scarf? Like, what is this thing? But what I actually figured out was that if I put that cowl on and I just pulled it down over my shoulders a little bit, I was warm in the house all day. That kept me so toasty warm. And I pulled it sort of down away from my neck because this is weird, but ever since having children, I can't have anything up at my neck. Like if I have a turtleneck or something on or a sweater that's sweatshirt, you know, sometimes those hoodies are so tight around the neck. I'm constantly tugging it away from my neck and I, I honestly, it's like a morning sickness leftover, I guess, because how else can I explain this weirdness? But so now I found the perfect way to wear the cowl and I was so warm and I kept thinking of my poor Lindsay up at the University of Vermont. It has done nothing but snow up there and it's very cold. And um, these cowls, because they're sort of sparkly, they have this like elegant look to them. And I think Lindsay's kind of an elegant kid. And so I sent her a picture of it and I said, do you want one of these for walking around campus or in your dorm room? Because her dorm room gets cold. And she said, yeah, I would love one in black. So I went over to Joanne's um, and I bought the three skeins. It's the Lion brand Thick and Quick. And it might even say Wool Ease on it. And um, each cowl requires a little more than two skeins, so you really have to buy three. And it has a little bit, like I said, a little bit of a sparkle to it. And the pattern is so easy. I'll link to the pattern. It's just single crochets and double crochets. It just could not be simpler. And you just work in the round, and it's a big crochet hook. It's like a size N. And it just works up so beautifully. So I'm thrilled with that. And I did start her black one and I have about three inches done. And you pretty much just crochet this till it gets to 13 inches wide. And you could even go a little bit more. If you're gonna be doing the pull it down around your shoulders thing, you might want it a little bit longer. I might make hers a little bit longer as well. So that is the crochet deal. I'm enjoying it very much more so than the knitting, which terrible because I just went and bought all those knitting supplies but who knows I'll get back to it you know me I cycle in I cycle out try a little here and there and, and see what shakes out at the end
that's probably all the craft stuff I've been working on in the last few weeks. I'm really more into the planning stages now for next year. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. We've ended our workshops here at the house for the year, but the private lessons are still going on, which is great. And of course, all the long arming is still happening. But this has given me a nice little time to think about my word of the year. Have you guys thought of your word of the year for 2019 yet? My word of the year for 2018 was yes. I was going to have a big yes year. Say no to nothing, say yes to everything. I really don't know how I did on that, but around March, I decided to shift my word to focus, and that was because I had attended this Creative Arts Business Summit in March, and we were very focused on all parts of our businesses. And I thought, okay, well, the word, you know, it can be fluid. It doesn't have to stay the same. We can change it. And so that's what I did. And I think I actually did a good job with the focus word. I feel better about, you know, just everything. Just really taking the time to figure out what was priority in the business and in my house and all of that. So this year, I think that my word is going to be create, which I'm sure probably in the last 10 years I've chosen this word before, but with the art quilt challenge, the step into your art, I'm going to really make that the word for this year. And as I mentioned, coming along with that is actually going to be slow down. And the slow down part is just simply if I'm if we're all rushing through everything, we never have time to have a creative thought. So it will be create with a subword of slow for me this year. And I'm looking forward to seeing what that will bring. And I know a lot of you choose a word too. So let me know what your word is because I love to hear what everyone's, what everyone has chosen and why that's you know, to just choose a word is to choose a word, but to really think it through and have it have meaning for you, then you will stick to the word and use it. And like I said, you might start out with one word and then change it to another as your circumstances change or you're following your energy and the energy leads you to a different word. And I think too, one of the great Christmas ideas that sort of go along with this for this year, is the five-year diary and this is something that Leah had asked for for her birthday and I bought it for her but I don't remember I don't I didn't remember what it was all about and so uh, my friend's daughter asked for one for Christmas this year and so that is what I got her and I ended up getting one for so many people because it's such a fantastic idea especially I think really especially for teenagers um, but like I said, I'm getting one too, and I'm giving my friend one also. And what it is, is it's a small diary, and you can find them on Amazon. And it's marked, it, it, so it's like you're putting down your thought for January 1st, 2019. But on the same page is January 1st, 2020, 2021, all the way to five years. And the general idea of the diary is that then you can look back on any given day and see what your thoughts were a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. And I just think that that's so fun. And if you jotted down some of your creative requilty thoughts, you would have a great reference to go back and say, oh, I had this idea a couple years ago and now I think I'm ready to do it. 
So I think it could be a dual purpose for us quilters, as well as for these young, hip kids who are record keeping, which I think is fantastic. I love record keeping, I love memory keeping, I love photos, and so this goes right along with it, and it's called The Five-Year Diary, so check it out. It's just a small book. I wish that it were spiral bound, but it is not. But it's cute, and it is, uh, the small size is actually good because you can bring it on a trip with you. So say you take an annual spring break trip or an annual February vacation trip or whatever, you would have memories of your trip the whole week long for every year that you went. So I do think that's kind of a really cool idea. I like that one a lot. And the great part about the little five-year diary is that it was only about 10 or $11, so well worth it, I think, for um, record-keeping purposes. So I have two things left for today, and the first thing I want to tell you about is the book that I am reading, and that book is called Circe, and we're reading it for book club. I'm almost finished with it, and it's about Greek mythology, which is something that uh, historically I've never been interested in, and I did not think that I was going to like this book. I'm halfway through it though, <clears throat> excuse me, and I have to, oh, excuse me while I grab a sip of water. I have to say I'm really interested by it and I'm now at the part of the book where I just don't really want to put it down so I'm hoping I finish it before Wednesday night so I'm just gonna I'm looking at the Amazon description I'm not gonna read it all I'm just sort of gonna hit the highlights but it basically uh, like I said it's Greek mythology has to do with the Olympians and the Titans and it centers around the house of Helios. He was the god of the sun and uh, a very strong titan. And his daughter is Circe. And she's kind of a weird child. She doesn't possess all the powers like her siblings or her mother. And she ends up finding out that she's really more interested in the world of mortals. And she also has the power of witchcraft which sets her apart from some of her other siblings. And when people kind of catch on to this, Zeus feels threatened by her and he banishes her to a desert island. And she sort of thrives there and she hones her craft and she comes across in this book all the, um, all the characters of Greek mythology. Dead, um, probably saying all these all wrong by the way, but Daedalus and the Minotaur and Medea and just the whole cast of characters that I remember from things that I read in high school in some of the stories like I kind of always remembered the story with Daedalus and the Sun I think it was Icarus and he came he had the feathers on him and he went too close to the Sun and the feathers melted well all of this is sort of just presented in the book in this really neat way um, so I kinda can't wait to figure out what's gonna happen to her and whether she ends up staying in the mortal world or she goes back to the gods um, and it's kind of just a really interesting book about this young daughter's strength in the face of all these Olympians and the barbarity um, of it all because that's they you know they killed for sport and she's appalled by that so I'm really interested to find out how she's going to fight this thing and how it ends up in the end but again it's called Circe, C-I-R-C-E, and it is by Madeline, Madeline Miller. 
So you might want to pick that up for your book club and see what that's all about. And I imagine it would be really great on Audible. I don't have an Audible subscription, but I feel like this would be a fantastic one to listen to on Audible. Okay, so my last little bit for you today is I'm going to read you the post that I wrote on December 11th of 2015, and it's called Let's Quit Together. Not quilt, quit. <laughs> and I am hoping that if you are feeling stressed and full of anxiety already over the holidays, that this can help you in some small way. My friend Jill says she reads it every year and then she always sends me a message and says thank you for this. So I'm hoping that you will get as much out of it as she does and here we go. Does knowing next week, okay so before I actually start reading this, this was like Christmas must have been right around the corner when I wrote this. So of course we all have some time to sort of process this. So you'll have to forgive the references of Christmas being next week in this. Okay, here we go again. Does knowing next week is the last full week before Christmas strike a chord of fear in you? Yep, me too. Did you begin the days after Thanksgiving promising yourself you wouldn't get crazy and in a full-scale panic by waiting until the last minute to get stuff done? Yep, me too. How are y'all doing on that? Yep, me too. While I'm doing well in some areas of holiday preparation, I'm lacking in others. I love having my decorations all around the house, but it sure is hard to feel like the house is clean and not cluttered at the same time. I have almost all of my shopping done, but not the stocking gifts or wrapping. I have a menu written for several events I'm hosting, but I have yet to shop for any of it or prep anything so far. Did I envision myself floating through these December days, getting every gift wrap perfectly, cleaning my house, volunteering my time, working my business, spreading holiday cheer, and generally having a big smile on my face the whole time? Yep, the day after Thanksgiving I sure did. Shall we say the bubble has burst? That would be the bubble of perfectionism. Have you ever seen the movie Christmas Vacation? There's one scene in the movie where Clark and his wife Ellen are discussing the holidays and how both sides of the family have been invited and they are all coming. Clark is elated as his dream is to have everyone at their home for a big, fun, old-fashioned Christmas. Ellen doesn't share his enthusiasm and reminds him that he always sets very high, unrealistic expectations that no family event can ever live up to. Clark insists everything will be fine, and then of course, the holidays arrive and the fun family Christmas unravels very quickly in a downward spiral. Clark's perfect Christmas was not to be because the attendees were human beings, and as such, we are not perfect. Today, as I stopped at the pharmacy drive through window, I saw this sign. Let's quit together. The sign is meant to be part of a quit smoking campaign, but I love the general sentiment. Let's quit together, not, hey, good luck with that, let me know how it works out. What if we quit the idea of a perfect Christmas together? How about if I promise not to worry if your baseboards are clean, 
and you promise not to care if half the pre-lit bulbs on my tree are not working. Because really, how does anyone fix those pre-lit bulbs when they're wound around the branches tighter than my pants after Thanksgiving dinner? Let's quit the idea that this will be the most perfect Christmas ever. Because friends, it won't be. We are human, just like Clark's family, and there will be mishaps, mistakes, and words misspoken. And that is okay. I repeat, that is okay. Instead of chasing down perfect, let's focus on our family, our friends, food that will be plenty, and the beautiful, timeless story of a baby in a manger. That's all the perfection required. So my friends, I am wishing you a peaceful few weeks as we head into the holidays. And let's quit together. All right, have a wonderful couple weeks and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes. You can reach me at Colwell, C-O-L-W-E-L-L, S as in Sandy, G as in Greg, at Comcast.net. You can find me at QuiltCabanaPatterns.com. And from there, you can find the blog. And I'm also on Facebook under Quilt Cabana Patterns. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram as either Sandy Caldwell, that's Sandy with an I, or Quilt Cabana Patterns, because I can't remember which ones I signed up for with my business name. So you'll find me. I'm around. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.